Oh, uh, wait. Wait. There we go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Best of Fives. Steve's gone. There he is. <laughs> uh, my name we're, is Elon. We're, we're off to a great start. Look, this is going to be the best show that you have ever seen in your lives. You can quote me on that. Uh, no, there are not two Steves, Efren. One of them is Thanos. Because Steve went last... So last week, Steve went to go look for the Power Stone. But he wound up running into the Reality Stone instead. So he, since he does so much, uh, just like how Efren has subscribed for so many months. Thank you, Efren, as I punch my microphone in order to clap. Uh, but Steve ran into the Reality Stone instead. And he then uh, had Kwanzai resubscribed for 24 months. Thank you, Kwanzai. Uh, but uh, he wound up making a copy of himself so that we can get our great FGC schedules while Steve can hopefully try to live his life in cool. a great way. So now there are two Steves. So remember when I said there are not two Steves? There are. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just... It's just a roundabout way of getting to that point. Yep. Uh, just don't cheese with the web ball okay that infinite's banned no you get three reps you get three yeah, reps you're right you get three reps fourth is banned but but the first three you're cool yeah yeah so don't abuse that steve now that you have the reality stone in your hand uh but yeah steve actually used it to become john or john is now steve and steve is also steve and, and there might be Mike later. There Who might may or Mike. may not be Steve. Yeah, there might be Mike. Um, but uh, all right, so here's the situation. Uh, tonight on the show. Uh, and, I don't know. Uh, stuff. I don't know. Not a lot happened. Things, things maybe. I don't know. Maybe we could do a oh, recap. Oh, recap, recap. We got a recap. Oh yeah, we do. All right, uh, Steve. Let's uh, let's switch to hand it over to the recap, will you? Sure. Uh, let's start with, and then there was, and then that's it. What? No. Oh, we're we're actually doing the recap now. I thought I yes. thought we were setting this up is, another bit. Okay. Well, this is the longest recap we have ever made because so much stuff happened. All right. It was an absolute packed weekend. Um, we had one big event in the U.S. in terms of the FGC, and that was uh, Red Bull Conquest. The finals of that season-long series was this past weekend. Uh, it wasn't Minneapolis who got it done, but the Midwest was well-wrapped. Well uh, Team Chicago, led by Shadow20Z, getting the win over Team Seattle in the Grand Finals. I'm sorry, Michael Martin. Uh, your squad played well, but Chicago, the team of the day. Midwest, the region of the day. Uh, so congratulations to the Chicago crew. Uh, did you get a chance to check any of this out live? Because I was tied up with work all weekend. I was too. But the important thing is that concludes the recap. Uh, so thank you, Steve, for the amazing recap. Uh, oh wait no 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 we got we got one more oh right you're right i'm sorry how dare you besmirch the name of doa i'm sorry i don't have enough core values 
there there are plenty of core values on display uh, this weekend. Uh, Dead or Alive Festival took place, uh, which is sort of like a party for the entire DOA series. Part of that included the finals of the DOA 6 World Championship. Uh, they had 30,000 on the line and all and the biggest chunk went to Hoodless, who took uh, Grand Finals over Crazy Steady to win the DOA 6 World Championship. Uh, you see Seologica and Excalibur Blades rounding out the top four. One name you don't see on there, unfortunately, was Killy, uh, who was one of the strongest players this season in the U.S. Uh, he qualified, but he ran into some issues with his passport, so he was unable to make the trip to Japan. Sad um, times. Sad times. That did open up another spot in the last chance qualifier. So it was top three who got in. Uh, Fudigan was one of those players. He ended up getting uh, top six. So congratulations to him and to everyone involved. Um, did you get to see much of this? Can I be completely brutally honest for a you... hot second? No, no. Just, just say yes or no, because I, because I got a joke for this. No, neither did anybody else. Yeah. I, um, what, what I was gonna say by being brutally oh. honest is I did not even know that this happened. But well, big ups to the DOA community for showing up, though. You would know that if you if you followed me on Twitter, because I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can just I tried watching. And the keyword is tried. And it's not because they didn't. Uh... So, as I mentioned, it's part of a grander DOA party. Mm -hmm. So you had the last chance qualifier and then you had the finals, mm -hmm. which. So on. So that was a challenge on top of it being, you know, super early in the morning for pretty much everyone in the U.S. The the thing that happened with this was that there was other stuff on stream too so they had a segment on uh venus vacation that side game that uh, that went on for like an hour and a half they had a cosplay contest they had a um outfit design contest and they showed all of this on stream while the last chance qualifier was going on. So like the first two hours were on stream and then the rest was off. And then for the finals, they only showed top eight instead of the top 16. And most of that, or a good chunk of that happened off stream as well. So I, I just feel bad for some of those players uh, who busted their butt the entire year. And when it comes to the finals, they didn't even get a chance to show what they could do on stream. Yeah. Which sucks. Okay, so that's what you meant by nobody saw it. It's not that nobody was watching. It's that it wasn't aired. Yeah. Um, okay. And, like, the Venus Vacation stuff, they they didn't show on Twitch. They had a YouTube stream for Japanese, which was a simulcast. Mm -hmm. But they didn't show it on Twitch for whatever reason. Core so it was like you, we, were, we were all staring at a, a uh, static image for, like, an hour and a half. Solid. That's what we like here. Static images. Hell yeah. Static, static, static. Man, you know what's it, not static, though? What? My background. Yeah, look at you. In Brazil over there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man. Brazil. Uh, you know what is kind of scary though? When you started saying how they had segments, I was like, oh no, the entire thing that I've been harping on about streams in the FGC not having entertaining segments. Did they have segments that were not entertaining? But now that you say that they had those segments on top of the gameplay, kind of makes more sense why people would be upset. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, it's it's a it was about the entire DOA scene, and you know, it's you know the tournament player is a part of that, but they're not the entirety of that scene. There are players mm-hmm. who are more concerned about you know. The, the single player stuff, the costumes, whatnot. There are players who care more about uh, games like Venus Vacation mm-hmm. or the Extreme series. Uh, so, obviously, it's impossible to please all of those audiences with one event and one stream. I just wish there would have been a second stream. That would have been nice for us fans. Yeah. Now, what was the. Hold on. Oh, uh, what was the attendance at the place? Like, was uh, there a lot of people I, hanging out, watching some DOA? I think there were. I know there were about a hundred and some. I want to say like 150, 160 who entered the LCQ. Oh, cool. And then, um, obviously, there were more people on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were doing pretty cool stuff. If you if you were into that sort of thing, they, yep. they had, like, in-game giveaways for people who went so if you're Dang, a DOA so, fan wait so if people went they would get like costumes and shit I, like i know there was like something for venus vacation okay where you only got by being in attendance see this is the kind of shit i feel like capcom should start implementing like could you imagine it's like you go to combo breaker and all of a sudden now you have like a combo breaker outfit for a couple of your characters or like even a tag yeah. You know, I, I feel like that's something that a lot of event like that would be I don't know what the turnaround or the return on investment would be, but I feel like even if you had like a combo breaker twenty nineteen nameplate mm-hmm. where if you got that you could use that as your nameplate. Yeah. That'd be I, cool. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. You know, that it'd just be a small way to say, Hey, this is a cool thing to check out. Yeah. And you know you gotta rep your rep the fact that you have enough time and money to travel. Yeah, unlike some of us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we but, are not jealous at all. We're not. Oh jealous. no, jealousy! Who's got time for? I'm jealous. Um, but <laughs> as much as I want to joke that the recap is over, the recap is not yet over. Because Steve, as if we all remember, at the top of the show, he got his hands on the reality stone. So because he got his hands on the reality stone, that means he can now tell the future. I can. Yes. Um, And I foresee quite a few events this coming week. Uh, We're going to kick it off on Wednesday with, uh, you know, we don't really talk about the weekly events uh, much, but this Wednesday is the finals of the uh, Wednesday Night Fights High Roller Tournament. This was a Street Fighter V tournament that had that was all long sets and it was like a hundred dollars entry fee. And I forget if it's a hundred, if it's a hundred percent to the winner or 70, 30, uh, for top two, but that is going to take place tomorrow night on level up live stream. Uh, this weekend you've got the DBFZ 
World Tour Japan Saga. That is the final event before the World Tour Finals. Uh, that's going. That's Friday night into Saturday because it's in Japan. Uh, this weekend we also have NEC 20, which is the final event of the Mortal Kombat Pro Competition. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be the headline game, but you'll also have 20 other games there. You see the streams on there. And DreamHack Winter 2019, which is part of the Smash, big thing in the Smash scene. It's also going to be the finals of the uh, MK11 International Combat Circuit. So the top eight players from, or the eight qualifiers from that will play in a mini tournament. The winner of that goes to the awesomely named Final Combat 2020. Is it a final round? Um, no, no, Final Combat. It should be, but no, that's it would be. The... It would be cool if it was. That's what I'm saying. But uh, it would be so awesome if Final Combat was that final round, or at, or if Final Round was that final combat, or if that was the final slide of the uh, recap, which it was. Well, I've got good news for you then. <laughs> it was Steve can tell the future. Um. But, uh, yeah, so somebody mentioned it in the chat. This is the first year in a little while that NEC hasn't landed on Capcom Cup weekend. Yeah, it's really tough um, trying to do events in December because you've got Tekken World Tour Finals you have to avoid. You've got Capcom Finals that you have to avoid. You can't really do it on Christmas weekend, Mm -hmm. and you can't really do it on New Year's weekend. So you've really got just like two options that three events are trying to fill yep and they so, had to settle with thanksgiving weekend which yeah which not sucks great for their attendance it's it sucks all the way around but yeah that's the joy of trying to uh have an fgc event in december yep uh, against these year-long finals yep and while we're on uh while we're on the subject of nec i do want to bring this up uh the Big E Gaming, who are the people responsible for uh, running uh, all the Philly events, which are NEC, Summer Jam, Winter Brawl, April Annihilation? Yes. I think that's the new one? Yes. Um, which I am a big fan of because that's where I started in the FGC. My first tournament ever was uh, Winter Brawl 7, 8, whichever one was in 2013 in March. Uh, I met Spooky there for the first time, bought him a drink, and then he fell asleep on stream. It was great. Uh <laughs> So I, th- part I feel of- like there should be more to that. St- well, so I showed up. Uh, it was I showed up on Friday because I didn't know anything, right? Like I had just started playing Street Fighter uh, Four. I showed up thinking like there was going to be like casuals and stuff, but they were running all the team tournaments, right? Because that's a like, they had all that like the crazy team tournament, which is kind of something I missed to be completely honest. Uh, but uh, I didn't know what to expect. I showed up expecting some games, and they were running tournaments, so I you know was by myself, nobody really talked to. I was hanging out at the bar because they had a bar, and I was just, you know, drinking because I didn't know what else to do. Uh, Spooky shows up. We start talking. Uh, I buy Spooky a drink. It was a gin and tonic. And then he goes back to stream Marvel 3, and that's where he fell asleep after drinking a gin and tonic that I bought him, which wound up being a double. Uh, So I can fully claim that I did that. And if you go on Base Monster... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and type spooky resident sleeper you can see the proof <laughs> so, uh, so you had your hands in that 
yeah, and look, I know some people are going to be like, oh, you roofied spooky. No, fuck you. That's bad. Uh, I bought him a drink, and it was a big drink, and he was also tired. So the drink helped him fall asleep. So really, I contributed to Spooky's rest schedule. Uh, but yes. Uh, and Spooky is like an amazing human being. I... Cool. Uh, but anyway, that's the story of my first tournament ever. And then I went 0-2. It was great. We all do. Uh, but what I did want to talk about is recently, uh, Big E on Twitter announced that they were looking for volunteers to run pools. They also noted that if you run your pool correctly, you get $10. Now, I have a couple questions. Are you paying people $10? Are you giving them a bonus of $10? for running a pool correctly. What does running a pool correctly mean? Now, here's why I want to have this discussion. Paying people to run your pools is a phenomenal idea, and I think if tournaments did that more, things would be better, right? Granted, money is not free, as we all know, unlike me going to my first tournament. Uh, Or me going to my first tournament. Yes, or uh, me going to my second tournament. Yes, same. Or me going to any tournament. Same. Uh, although I did make it out of Pools of Evil a couple years ago. I still have the... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but uh, that worries me a little bit, and here's why. If he is paying people to run pools, good. Wording on that tweet, kind of scary. Where it's like, hey, if you fuck up, I'm not paying you. It's a little scary because at the end of the day, you're compensating people for their time, right? And if you have somebody who wants to start running pools and they – and especially in the world of running pools where everything terrible can and will happen and things will break and people will be terrible, uh, like that job is like a job I do not envy, right? So – if things go wrong, like a, like a giant majority of the time is also like not at the hands of the person who is running the pool. It's like surrounding or uh, surrounding circumstances. Now, if it's a bonus, cool. It's like oh, you're volunteering. Hey, you did a good job. Here's a bonus. Bam. Uh, the other thing too that I'm kind of worried about is what constitutes running a pool correctly. Well, I mean, let's first of all. Uh, this is not the first tournament to have that sort of qualifier on that. I know Combo Breaker, uh, off the top of my head, does. I think CEO does as well, Dude. but don't. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Wait, what do you mean? Like, they give you money if you run a pool correctly? If you run a pool correctly, yes. Have there been people who have run a pool and not gotten money? I I've I was next to a Skullgirls pool a couple years ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been, I forget if it was 2016 or 2017, uh, probably 2017, where whoever ran the pool put the losers in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. So they just dropped them straight down every time instead of following the, following the letters. So that changed pretty much every matchup gotcha. in the losers bracket. So they had to rerun that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, Thankfully, they had a lot of setups, and 
uh, Skullgirls is a game that is so fast, you blink and it's over. Mm-hmm. So they were able to not set anything else behind. Uh, but, I mean... Was it that the, person's first time running a pool ever? It may have been, mm-hmm. but I do know the night before, uh, they ask everybody who was going to run a pool or is interested in running a pool to show up at this meeting on like Thursday night or Friday right before they open the doors. Mm-hmm. And they go through say, hey, this is how you run a pool. This is what you need to follow. Here's an example of how to do it. If you have questions, come ask us. We'll be more than happy to help. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, I know Combo Breaker does that. I, I assume Big E does that as well. I assume CEO does that as well. So, it this idea of of it it's not as sinister to me as it may seem to mm-hmm. you, in at okay. least in my mind. Okay, yeah, maybe it could just be like an out of context thing, right? Um, and granted, the situation that you did explain uh, does make me feel a little bit better in seeing that just because like you're then like that is completely the fault of the person running the pool, right? It's not like oh, uh, extenuating circumstances happened that affected the pool, and now this person gets screwed. Right, right. That's that's. I mean, that sort of stuff happens. I remember there was one year I ran a pool and the monitor uh, blinked out for like a, a few frames during random matches and we i i couldn't verify it but mm-hmm. it happened again so we had to rerun that match and yeah. it was like that sort of stuff is not what you're going to get punished or penalized for here right. it's yeah. going to be the stuff where you, it, it's an error for you not following directions right yeah and the fact that they gave that person an opportunity to sit through an orientation so that prevent like prevents any margin of error okay cool basis of coverage and i'm and I mean that that sort of ties into an issue that I think a lot of tournaments are facing. In that, you know, I, I, I talked about it when I talk about streams. The expectations viewers have and attendees have is so high. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when it, in terms of execution of the bracket, in terms of making sure that everybody's there on time, or all the TOs are there on time. Mm-hmm. You know, all the bracket runners are there on time. Mm-hmm. So you you see these tournaments having to rely more and more on volunteers as these fee, as these events get larger and larger. Yep. And you're running into a you run into situations where you need you know you can't you know you if you're not paying these people if you're not giving them some sort of big benefit you're relying on people who really don't have a reason not to show up. Like if if they're if they're out drinking late Friday night, uh, playing Blaze Green until two a.m., you know, are you really going to count on them to show up at ten if they have nothing to lose by not showing up? Right. So yeah. you you have to budget more and more of your resources towards some sort of compensation program for your volunteers, be it a cash prize, be it you know food coupons, raffles, mm-hmm. whatever that is. That's one of those hidden costs that don't jump out at you uh, when you're talking about running an event that has gone mm-hmm. up and up as the scene has grown, yeah. as we've seen more players come in or more uh, tournaments come into the field right. uh, with more choice. You've, you've got to be able to execute at that high level. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So what's the way to mitigate that? Pay pool runners, right? And I think that's it, the, it, the one solution. Granted, it's not like logistically, it's a hard solution. It it has to be, you know, it it it. There isn't necessarily a magic amount, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to offer something that is worthwhile to the attendees. If it's something like, um, you know, it could be cash money, because mm-hmm. uh, they taken over for the nine nine two thousand. I don't get it. Oh my goodness! I just made a juvenile reference. <laughs> Uh, Am but I too white for that. this? I think I'm too white for this. It, you don't remember back that thing up? Hey Google. Oh God, What's no. juvenile? Oh wait, did I just make a mistake? Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I think Google picked up. Oh wait, did I just make a mistake and canceled it? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh my goodness. But, like, if it's money, if it's something that is worthwhile, like a collectible, like a T-shirt, something that that lets the attendee know, hey, Mm. I'm valued, or the volunteers say, hey, I'm valued, this is worth giving up two, four, six, however many hours of my weekend Mm. to help this event run. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, accidentally sat in on a little bit of the volunteer debrief at combo breaker 2016 i think um just because like if you've never met me like i'm so absent-minded at times and i'm like the opposite of that at times uh so i was just hanging out at the venue and like i wasn't listening to anything anybody was saying i was just kind of sit there and all of a sudden he starts like talking about uh giveaways and uh food and raffles and stuff and i'm thinking like oh i want some of that shit uh and then i when i found out it was volunteers only i was like ah I ran away. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, that's who I saw kind of running with, you know, doing the Naruto run out of the out of the venue. I don't Naruto run. I Dragon Ball that, Z run. That's what you want us to think. Yep. You're totally a Naruto. Uh, no, runner. I T Hawk Condor dive run. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, but uh, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and that's not an easy thing, right? Like making people feel value, like. First of all, it's getting people to give up their time to ensure that your event runs well is a tough thing to do because you're asking a lot of those people. Uh, secondly, making sure that those people feel like they did not waste their time by helping you is also very difficult. So it's it's a balance for sure. Uh, but I do want to bring something up. Do you remember, I think it was 2016? Maybe 2017? I can't remember. Uh, when Wizard World, Wizard World, uh, the Comic Cons had the Wizard Wizard World gaming thing. Uh, it was actually I run by. Was... It was run by Rick, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was 2017. Okay. Yeah, because they were touring around with Tekken Seven before Tekken Seven came out. Oh wait, no, 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 no. That was 2016. Because yeah, that was sort of the circuit before. Um before Tekken World Tour. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, that feels like it's like a decade ago. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Time flies when you're in Brazil with a trippy background. Yeah, it's just a cloud. It's fine. That's how the clouds look in Brazil. I know I grew up there. Uh, exactly like that. Uh, it just looks like the sky is moving back and forth. Uh, it's weird. Uh, but 
uh, I remember being at that uh, at the event that they had here in Austin, which is where I played Tekken for the first time in my life, which was super fun. I did not go into. Still hold that as a point of pride. Uh, I don't think I've actually gone into in a Tekken tournament ever. Anyway, humble brag. Uh, weird flex, but okay. Whatever else, other meme. Uh, I so because it was run by Rick, and I don't remember there being actual pool runners. I think it was like straight up like you would just go report your score and then they would tell you who to play next. Uh, but like that was one of the, I think that was also one of those things where the event was small enough that it was it was both small enough and the people running it were experienced enough that it was a very smooth thing, right? I also yeah. I also vaguely remember seeing Rip say jam. Tasty Steve, and maybe somebody else always being on stage, like, playing weird games. Like, it was super weird. Like, while the tournament was going on, like, not top eight, because they didn't stream, like, any of the tournament matches, I don't think. But they would have Sejam, Tasty Steve, and Rip just go up on stage and play, like, some weird game. Like, uh, I think it was, what, like, Gang Beasts? Like, they would play that. They played Overcooked, I think. It was weird. I don't know. Wizard World, look, I I loved Wizard World Gaming. I thought it was super cool. I'm sad it's not around anymore. And if it is around and I don't know about it, then that's even sadder. Uh yeah, I, I like I'm looking at it. It looks like, you know, some of these events only had like 16 players, so Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, um I think was it at that event that I lost to Jimmy Jtran in Street Fighter? I think that might have happened. Hope I'm not making that up, uh, but uh, but yeah, like the uh, so that event was super cool. Yeah, they did also have like that Naruto game tournaments too, and this was really, like right before Xenoverse came out, I think, or right after Xenoverse came out. I don't know. Uh, but what I'm getting at is, they were being paid to run that tournament, so that tournament ran very well. And now I don't know if it's a factor of the tournaments being relatively small. And granted, like the one I only went to the one in Austin, so I don't know if was that a nickel. It, uh, it was a dime. Ah, it was close. Uh, but uh, I don't know if it was a product of that tournament being small. And granted, like I said, I only went to the Austin one. I didn't go to any of the other ones. But I do know that a lot of people were like traveling just for those, like uh. Yeah, like uh, Cody. Uh, that's why I met Spirogen there, although at the time Spiro lived in Dallas, I think. Uh, who else? There was like a couple, like a group from Jersey, a group from Atlanta. Like it was crazy. Uh, but the, I missed those tournaments. I forgot what yeah. my original point was. Oh, right. Uh, running tournaments and paying volunteers. <laughs> Sorry. It's been, a, it's been a day. My brain is not functioning properly. Trust me. It's been a week. It's, it's been, been a been... month. It's been a month. It, it, it's been something it's, it's been, been a decade something uh but uh what i'm getting at is if we can find a way of and i don't know if this already hap- like happens or not but i feel like if we can find a way of making a service like say for example a gaming generations right who provides consoles and setups uh, to a lot of tournaments, right? Like, I remember seeing their logo, like, fucking everywhere for a long time. Uh, 
if there's a way that we can find a service that is affordable to the TOs and lucrative for the people working, I feel like that's going to fix that problem. Well, the problem is, you know, for gaming generations, they lug about consoles and other things. You know, it, they can do that with two, three people going to an event. Mm-hmm. You know, a service like that is going to take a lot more people because the service consists of people. Yep. Um, I, I A lot of these events do have, you know, dedicated staff, paid staff um, that are you know, the head organizers of either a particular game or, you know, head of logistics for the tournaments overall. So they they have the knowledge of the local scenes mm-hmm. so they can say, hey, this person knows what they're doing. I can put them in charge of Street Fighter or I can have them run brackets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if there's enough events that exist in order to make, you know, a nation, national wide rollout of something like that viable. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uber bracket. Yeah, runners. dude, Paco Stevens, that is an incredible idea. Uber. <laughs> We're going to I'm going to write Uber an email tonight. Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to pitch that idea. Hey, you know how you you know how you drive people around? Well, you know how there's like 0.000004% of the population plays fighting games competitively? And if we can get 1% of that market, (laughs) I've watched way too much uh, Shark Tank. (laughs) See, my my fear of that is like the first day of Evo will get delayed because they're waiting for surge pricing to go away. Oh, man. Dude, surge pricing on bracket runners? She. (laughs) Damn. Evo screwed. CEO screwed. I'm pretty sure any dream hacks going to be screwed. CEO, that's uh we didn't talk about that or I didn't have that in the uh rundown. Oh, that's right. I know what you're going to talk about. We're going to say it on 3. One, two, three. CEO's, CEO's back in, in, that, uh, in Orlando. Orlando. I almost said For Atlanta. <laughs> I almost said it. For Atlanta. one year. Yeah, CEO's coming back to Orlando. So Community Airford Orlando no longer in Daytona for this year. For this year, that, that's uh, well, next something year. to note. Uh, or, yeah, 2020. Um, so that was just announced. Uh, CEO 2020 will take place in Orlando. Uh, however, there was an article that was published earlier this year uh, that announced that uh, the uh, Orlando or the uh, Daytona Beach City Civic Center. Uh, I forget the name of the venue had come to an agreement with CEO to mm-hmm. host 2021 through 2024. Mm-hmm. So this will be, you know, that was published in July, late June, early July. So I don't know if that has changed at all, but as of right now, one year in Orlando, then four years back in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. And I know, have they been in Daytona two years now or only one? Yes. Okay. The, two years. Yeah, because I know the first year that it was there, uh, while the tournament itself was a great experience and the the collaboration with uh, AEW, was that this year or last year? AEW was this year. Uh, last year was uh, kind of sort of New Japan. It wasn't officially a New right. Japan show. Yeah, but... that's right. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, so everything like that went great, but the surrounding areas made people very uncomfortable, including like some uh, racism and some sexism and a bunch of other shenanigans from the locals. So, and that's and that's a hard thing to like try to fix, man. Like the fact that Joe Bailey like went to the mayor and like talked to the mayor of Daytona Beach to like try to get the shit fixed was fucking amazing, dude. That dude is and, a hard and there was a little bit of feedback about what happened with that, um, because if you'll remember, uh, Daytona after the first year they passed a law that prohibited what they called aggressive panhandling. Mm-hmm. So that uh, if you uh, if you ask for money in a way that's considered aggressive, you could be arrested for that. Man, um, and so people see that as uh, basically punishing homeless people for yeah. being homeless. Man, it, man, life is too complicated. God damn, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's it's crazy, dude. Like, and and this is like another one of those examples of uh, the FGC, like clashing with pot well not necessarily clashing but like being affected by you know the world at large uh yeah man that's a that's a tough fucking thing to deal with like i I live here in austin and we're like like there is a whole thing going on with homelessness here that's like it's tough to watch it's an issue everywhere yeah for sure it's an issue everywhere because because of issues that i would rather not dive into right now yep uh, because the the it will make some people angry, and I'm not as well informed as others, so I have nothing to add on that. Well, well hold on. What time is it? My watch is dead. I don't know what time it is. Six forty three. All right. Well, we have an hour. Well, uh, forty five minutes. So let's go. Here... Let's uh, politics. No, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> let's dive in. But I mean, it's a spe- this issues like this are very tough for an event the size of. CEO. CEO or combo breaker or something that mid that I don't want to say mid size, but not quite Evo status where mm-hmm. you have to go to like big con- massive convention halls, but too big to go to a hotel mm-hmm. or um, yeah. the smaller convention halls. So you have to. So there aren't a ton of spaces that will that can accommodate an event like that without being either too small or way too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Final Round was a big catalyst uh, for, like, exactly this issue that you're talking about right now, where uh, Final Round 2016, fucking 1,048 people all crammed into one, like, tiny-ass ballroom. Oh, man, that was, uh, I I was not there, but I have several friends who went. I was. Uh, Yeah, that was not a good time. Look, man, everybody talks about Smash players not taking showers after that weekend. Nobody fucking takes showers in the FGC, man. It's fucking that's uh, fucking wild, and that's something I did not want to find out. (laughs) Let me tell you, put a bunch of hot sweaty people together, uh, Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, Uh, and like there was a bunch of issues too with like people bumping into each other while they were playing, and it was was rough. I did make it out of pools though, so it's okay. Uh, That's all that matters. I got put in losers by uh, Daco, who's no, I haven't heard his name in forever, which makes me kind of sad. Man. These are really good players. The shame he doesn't. Yeah, don't we. It was close, but I got too nervous, and then uh, he was. So I actually realized like how crazy streaming is in China that weekend, because uh, I saw him watching somebody else, and he was walking around with like a phone in, in front of him, like basically IRL streaming before IRL streaming took off in the U.S. Right, 
and I thought, oh, he's streaming. That's cool. And then I looked at the number of viewers because it had on the upper right of corner of his phone and the only reason i saw it is because he was right in front of me and it was in like the hundred thousands it was like fuck damn really <laughs> yeah it's crazy and then he started like filming me playing karen because he was a karen player at the time too and i was like oh no there's a hundred thousand people fucking watching me wow yeah shit was crazy uh and then he bumped into a friend of mine while he was playing and caused the cost him a match which you know sad times uh but uh, the year after that, uh, final round went into uh, the convention center, which I also went. Was in 2017. It was a great tournament. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It did feel super empty. Well, well yeah, because you know you had a lot of people not going after. Yeah, the experience it was the co- it was the combination of a bigger venue and the hits from the poor experiences uh, from the year prior. Uh, and I haven't been back since just because I haven't traveled, but I haven't heard anything bad from Final Round 2018, 2019. And I think yeah. they're still at the convention center. So I think they're, yeah, like, that, finding their spot. Yeah, but it, it it takes a lot to get back, to win people back mm-hmm. after a year like that, especially... Yep, look at Canada uh, Cup. When there's so many... Exactly, Canada Cup's a perfect example of this. Oh, they went back um, to the hotel? Blue says they went back to the... Hey, Google. Did Final Round go back to hotels? Phil Mickelson makes it to Medina after hotel catches fire. Okay. Yeah. Final round uh, 2020 is at the, uh, which Mar- hotel is it? Is it the Marriott? Or the uh, Marriott or Hilton. I forget what they are. Yeah, but they're at a hotel. Okay. Um, the Hilton Atlanta. Or okay. Hilton Airport. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the one that uh, 2016 was at. Yeah, I so. guess they – and I mean, you know, you can't justify, going, like, booking a fucking convention center, dude. <laughs> like, if if you aren't filling out the space, then go back to the roots, you know? Save right. that money. And not every not every event has to be, like, the $5,000 oh, yeah. or the 5,000-person expo. Yeah. You know, there's I, if, if your event is sustainable, that's all that matters. Yep. That's a goal. If, that's, if, like, the dream. <laughs> if, if you're, like – if you're at breaking even – you're in great shape. Yep. You know, and if you if you're able to make money, mwah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Share it with some of your volunteers. No, I'm kidding. Uh socialism. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're getting too political. Let's back away. Back away. <laughs> uh but uh no, yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. like and it, I I find it crazy that there are still so many TOs that are putting in the hard work because at this point, like for like the majority of TOs, it's a work of fucking like a labor of love. It's a fucking passion. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we give them so much shit. Yeah, so much shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like capitalism. <laughs> We're going through all the social policies today. Civics oh, lessons. Man. Uh, you're, you're... But like you're trying to drag this ship in a direction that that I'm not sure I want to go. Well, I mean, well, look at it this way: it's like we're seeing like the fucking repercussions of it with Canada Cup right before our own eyes, right? Uh, uh, supply and demand. Uh, where like if the demand isn't there, if people have a shitty experience and they don't want to spend money going to your tournament, then you know they're not. 
right? And that's at the end of the day, it's like that's what it is. Uh, and it's hard, dude. Being a TO is not easy. And again, same fucking thing. There can be so many like, like running at an event is like Murphy's Law, but all the bad parts of it, right? Yeah. Which it is just the bad part to be honest now that I'm thinking about it but like everything goes wrong nothing goes according to the crazy plan that you set uh and you just have to kind of like do your best when the weekend is just like a rolling ball of fire it's like i think it was was it evo 2016 or uh, 2012 it was w- one of the evos like it got it fell behind because obama came in for a visit to Las Vegas and they had to lock down like so much of the hotel that the, that the event was at. Yeah, that sounds like it was you, a You can't thing. plan for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. It's the same thing with uh with Canada Cup last year where the venue <laughs> the venue reached the capacity so players couldn't get in. <laughs> right? Like that's just so <sighs> It, it's yeah. also it's, uh so some people are bringing up that uh combo breaker might not be at the pheasant run this coming year i have not heard anything about that okay um i, I like last year we did find out about uh december uh, about the details of combo breaker 2019 mm-hmm. so i would say uh oh home muffin is saying that it's uh more an issue with the uh, venue itself. Not... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I that, mean, uh... Th- uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, you know, I, I went to Combo Breaker 2016. I, I like, I like how this is just turning into. Oh, I went there, and here's what I think. Uh, no, that that's not what I mean, but it's just something I noticed is that place felt like the Pheasant Run feels like it's so out of place, right? Because it's literally like nothingness. And then resort. And I think the resort has been there for a long, long time. So I think it might just be one of those things where it's run its course, right? Uh, it's So So I did get um, – I can confirm that. Uh, it's been, it was reported by the Daily Herald uh, in Chicago mm-hmm. that Pheasant Run was laying off 75% of its employees yeah. um, and Damn. that the owners are, quote, Pursuing various options for the future of the resort. Oof. So, hopefully, it's you know it, it, because like the Mega Center itself is a cool venue. Yeah, which is like it's the, and the way Combo Breaker used it, the way Rick organized that thing is fucking awesome, dude. I and it's such a weird place too. It's like because like the last time I went, we drove through Minneapolis or from Minneapolis to there, mm-hmm. and it's like. Like you get to the venue, or or you get to uh, the highway that's on, but it's like you see like literal horse farms. Yep. Like, like Tumbleweeds. two blocks. Or yeah, it's like it feels like you're in the country. Like two minutes before you get there, it's like, are we headed in the right direction? And then you see the strip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there. We're there. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like outside of the tournament, there is nothing to do. Right, like, uh, your options for food are you walk a very weird walk to a Portillo's. You walk across the street to a Culver's, which at the time ran out of food that I was there. <laughs> like, straight up, like, they put a sign. I was like, we're out of food. Fuck off. Or or you get 
do the five block walk to uh, McDonald's. Yeah, they also have, here's the weird thing: a wall. There's a Walmart that's closer to the place than a restaurant. That's the tech. That's the tech. If you go to a tournament, go to a Walmart, go to a Target, and stock up on like snacks. Get some bottled water. Get some fruit for quick breakfast, so you're not having to go to uh, pay seven dollars for a bottle of juice you know yeah. that is the perfect way to approach this yeah but you know some people like growing up mike just like spending money on nothing so thanks growing up mike for spending your money on nothing uh which is us no but straight up uh much love and all that thank you for eight, uh, 16 months oh man we should probably talk about other stuff <laughs> yeah we've been on this topic forever man we have my watch is still dead. I don't know why I keep trying to look at it. Uh, what else did we have to talk about? Oh, uh, we forgot to mention it last time. Uh, Guild, uh, Arc Revo World Tour 2020. It's happening. Cool. It is happening. Uh, it is going to be a two-game circuit since Guilty Gear is coming out in late 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, BB Blaze Blue Central Fiction and Exerd are not returning. Rip. Uh, sadness yeah but uh guilt or blaze blue cross tag battle 2.0 is mm-hmm. coming back for the 2020 season and the new one and the new one uh grand blue fantasy versus yep man there's it's so like the the hype for that game is like so weird right because it's like people hear about it and it's like yeah and then like it feels like everybody forgets about it for like a month until they see it again it's it's in a weird place right now because it's sort of like it feels like Guilty Gear has sort of uh, stolen a bit of its thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where like it's no longer the big anime game on the horizon right now. Yeah, it's and you've also got like uh, Uniclear coming out that update. Oh yeah, soon, Unicorn. So. Forgot about Unicorn. But the other big thing about it, not just that. Uh, it's two games, but the format's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Hit him with uh, it. Hit him with it. So the finals itself uh, for each game is going to have a 16-player final. Um, it'll be 15 players who qualify throughout the season, and then one person who gets in via the last chance qualifier, whereas this year it was like 32 people uh, in each game's final, and 13 or 14 got in via LCQs, depending on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, which I, I feel like is a little better because I feel like that sort of, it's a different format, but I feel like that having so many last chance qualifiers sort of devalues the rest of the, of the season. Yeah. Was it Dragon Ball Z that had like 14 last chance qualifiers? Well, they had four, but it was different where like everybody, it was, it was a single elimination tournament where everyone could jump in. And then whoever won qualified, and then everybody else went to the second one. Yeah, what was the one that had, like, 14 last chance qualifiers? I think you're thinking of the KI World Cup. But it was the same sort of thing where, like, you won if you entered the first one, and then if you didn't win, you could enter the second one. So it was like everybody, you had to win a tournament completely from the winner's side. Okay. One way or another. I remember us talking about it on the show. 
Where, oh, so wait, was it this Arc Revo World Tour or was it Arc Revo last year? Was there an Arc Revo? This year? Arc Re- yeah, this Arc Revo had like 13 or 14 last chance qualifiers. Okay, yeah, so oh, right, qualifier okay. pools. Right, okay. For, wait, well, so qualifier. like everyone who registered was was broken up into one of those pools. And then whoever won that pool got it. Okay. So okay. <laughs> So that's the thing that's the format. Uh, the other one is that there's now going to be types of. Uh, you've got your main. Wait, events, say that one more are, time. You might cut out. Sorry, there's going to be three types of events this year mm-hmm. or uh, this coming year. Uh, you've got your main events. I forget the name of it, but it's uh, they work similar to uh, the ones that uh, are on the circuit now. You get points, big chunks of points. They're going to be your uh, main circuit events. You also have online events. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has drawn sort of a mixed reaction, uh, especially with all of the debate about uh, the status of online uh, when it comes to netcode mm-hmm. Arxis games. Yep. So that's going to be interesting to see play out. Uh, the big, the other big, the other type is what they're calling Daredevil events, which all right. sounds awfully close to Tekken World Tour Dojo events. Yep, they both start with a D. That will that's all that matters. Yep. Uh but TOs can apply for their local event uh to be a be considered a Daredevil event. If they're approved, uh they get to be part of the tour. They are pre- uh points based on the size of the bracket. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, you know, I, I felt like dojo events could be a game changer if it worked well. And, you know, obviously, and there are still, you know, issue, potential issues mm-hmm. uh, with that. But I feel on the whole, it was a rounding, rousing success. And you're seeing it uh, kind of sort that idea sort of spread, sort of germinate yep. into other areas. I'm happy about really it. Cool. Although the yeah. one thing I'm not happy about is that they used Guilty Gear terms when Guilty Gear is not part of the World Tour, though. <sighs> Sad times. This is sort of like the year up until. uh, Well, what would you call them then? What would you call them? Uh, Can't escape events. No, it's not good. Uh, Fate events. Maybe. Uh, Grand Blue events. That's a bit of a stretch. Grand events. Like, not grand, but grand. G-R-A-N. Yeah, just call them dojo events. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably going to call them dojo. Just like I call uh, master events premieres. Yep. I call ranking events challengers. Yeah. It's too many fucking pro tours to keep track of. Our job is hard. And by our job, I mean yours. Too many individual terms. Yep. So let's let's just agree on one set of terms. We'll call them the universal terms. I'll be in charge of it because I'm the only one who cares about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you are the one. delay based events. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> wait. Oh, we could have wait. Th- th- those would be the online events. Delay based events would be the online event, and then we could have Google Stadia events for your negative uh, latency events. Have you seen the GIF of that? Oh yeah, where the uh, guy hits the space and he goes. And then the character jumps. Yeah, yeah. I talked about uh, it. I think I talked about it last week with John. Or whenever. I, I think so. But like, we're getting close to uh, 
you hit a button and then mail it in to your opponent and seeing uh dude a uh, mail chest mail chest is badass if you haven't played mail chest play mail chess. find a buddy play yourself some mail chess. it only it's like dlc uh it's like a uh, microtransactions because you have to pay 14 cents for a stamp every time 14 yeah how, how what kind of plays are you going where you're getting 15 cent stamps uh i don't remember it's been a while since i played I also maybe yeah. they maybe yeah, want fourteen stamps. It, it's a a little bit more than fourteen. I don't know, man. I haven't mailed a letter in like fucking years. All right, welcome to twenty nineteen. <sighs> uh, although I did send a poster once to the UK and had to pay like a hundred dollars for like a three dollar poster. That was cool. International shipping is so. Yeah, that's why we never crazy. do physical giveaways. <laughs> now that salty claws gets hit with that every so often. Yeah. International viewers, we love you. We really do. It's not uh, your Salty fault. Salty loves you. Uh, How do you know, Steve? We just wish you slightly worse luck when it comes to these physical giveaways. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> favorite my favorite thing that I've ever seen related to this is when uh, Aris was giving away sticks a while back. And he picked somebody to win. He goes... And like right after he picked that person, he realized, Oh, no, this better be, this better be within the continental U.S., Please be with the continental U.S. And the dude was from, like, Korea. And he's like, ah, fuck. Like, in very heiress. A very heiress fuck. Uh, but, uh... I get you every time on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about before we started talking about this? Again, my brain is not functioning properly. It's been a month uh, or a decade, rather. Uh, it was Spaghetti what, Rip. You're right. <laughs> was uh, it? Because... Oh, yeah, like we were talking about Daredevil events, and then we somehow yeah. wound up here. Uh, but, yeah, and you know what? Here's the deal. Uh, I don't think – and this might be an uh, unpopular opinion. Aren't, I don't think online qualifiers are that bad. Nor like get- Even when, like, Street Fighter Four had it, I still played. And, it, like, yeah, it's, like, you know, it's not great, but you're – you're giving something up for playing from the comfort of your own home, and I think that's to me is valuable. There, there's certainly uh, value in those, uh, and I, I, I think overall they're they're a good thing. But uh, the issue is when you're like, how do you balance the fact that in a lot of games, the quality of online play is not up to the standard that you get in an offline environment and how much, especially when the point of the online event is to qualify for a championship, which will be held offline. So it's a much easier conversation to have when we're talking about a game like uh, killer instinct that has net code. That's phenomenal. than it is a game like, uh, you know, Street Fighter Five at various points, or Guilty Gear. Yeah, but you could also you can also make the argument that online events are also not as stable as we think we are, or as we think they are. And here's why: uh, while the game itself, since it's offline, it, in that sense, it's more stable. But the extenuating circumstances outside of the game change drastically. Right, so. You can almost argue that they're the same thing, just different ups and downs, right? Because, like, and at the end of the day, as much fun as tournaments are, like, they shouldn't dictate how you are as a player. 
because it's just one day out of your entire fucking like life. Right. You feel me? So yeah, and I feel and I feel like what we gain by allowing p- players to to compete that way who mm-hmm. might not be able to go to yeah. an event. Uh, I feel like that far outweighs oh, yeah. whatever issues we have with uh, with online events. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I can't yeah. wait until we get to the time in the future where we just hologram tournaments. Oh, God. Tupac going to make grand finals. Yep. I wrote this song a long time ago. Uh, what else do we need to talk about before? Uh, uh, oh, um this is big news. Uh, everybody knows uh, Bizarro Mike, Michael Martin. Uh, he's been – he started out as the esports guy over at Capcom. He recently ascended to like a directorial esports position, I believe. Yeah. And uh, as of – I think it was it last week uh, that he tweeted out that he is now leaving Capcom after Capcom Cup. Yeah. Um, he tweeted this out uh... – Wednesday, actually, he said, quote, after nearly two and a half years on the job, I'm leaving Capcom after Capcom Cup in December. No time ever feels like the right time. With the 2019 season wrapping up, it's time to spread my wings and try something new slash different. Uh, I plan on taking some time off to focus and then look towards the future. I don't know yet what's coming next yet. No, I'm not leaving for another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to stay in esports communication or marketing in video games. I'm going to weigh my options. I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had. I've done a lot of cool things I never thought I'd do. I've met and worked with amazing people who have all contributed to making my life better. Thank you all for being supportive. I love you all. End quote. End quote. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Priorities change, right? And uh, I know uh, from following him on Twitter, and uh, him and I have had a couple conversations here and there. Uh, the big, the toughest part of the job at Capcom was him balancing his family life, right? So, yeah. at some point, something's got to give. I mean, there, there's that. There's the fact that for a lot, a lot of the time, he was, you know. You had, especially like the first couple years of Street Fighter, um, before Arcade Edition, when the game was was not in as solid of a state as it is now, Mm -hmm. he was sort of one of the few uh, public-facing voices that was sort of related. So he took the brunt of a lot of criticism that was about the game itself, which he, he didn't have anything to do with. Plus, he got criticism from, you know, several people, including myself, for things that that were in his purve- his purvey or could mm-hmm. be in his purvey. So it, it's hard to deal with that stuff. Yep. And I it's not an envious position. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are starting to realize that, especially with these positions at, like, a... a, a, a like a... What the fuck is the word I'm trying to look for? Uh, with a, a a company like Capcom that's big enough uh, that people know their name, especially when you have people from the community who people knew from before, maybe not knew personally but knew of, uh, suddenly become like a public figure almost, where it's like you re- 
like for example like i think combo fiend is a great uh great example where it's like everybody knew combo fiend and then once he started working at capcom it's like combo fiend capcom so anytime something bad happened at capcom it's like combo fiend um it's uh it's hard man it's much like you were saying like being the face of that company without being the face of that company and still like having to deal with all that is not great and we've been seeing like a weird turnaround of employees at capcom from people who are forward facing right and that might just be because we know who they are and we follow them on twitter and see the announcements right we don't know like i don't know what the turnover is like at nether i don't know what the turnover is like at mm-hmm. arc arxis yeah i don't know what the turnover is like at walmart yeah so it's it's hard to compare we just have that visibility uh on that on that scene that we don't have on others yeah and yeah i mean you know life stuff man life stuff uh and you know we all got our priorities and uh i think i can speak for everybody when i say that it's hard to not think that mike made capcom a better entity as far as the tournament scene goes that's they I hope that say what sense. you will. Yeah, say what you will about what they, you know, whether you like their goals. But Capcom, when it comes to their esports, the esports side of Street Fighter Five, they have been successful. They've gone basically from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. You know, the game itself, you can have your opinion on that, and I, I I've certainly had my opinion on that, but. They have done very well in pushing the esports side of Street Fighter V, and there's very there's very little I can say that that I think they've misstepped on in that regard. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, at the end of the day, I think I speak for everybody when we say we all wish Bizarre Mike the best. Absolutely. Nothing but. Cool. All right. You uh, started as a writer? Yeah. Dude, his story is super inspiring. I actually uh, had a, an email back and forth with him about, like, the scary part of quitting your job for something that might not be so tangible. And we had a very good discussion on that. And uh, I honestly, if we hadn't had that discussion, I don't think I'd be where I am at today. So I owe him a lot. So yeah. he, he started as a writer. Look at him. I started as a writer. Look at me in front of a dancing GIF. Yep. I started as a, uh, I don't even know what I was. I don't even know what I am. Uh, but you're you and that's all that matters. Is it though? Cause it, it, I, it's what's important. I can think of something that matters a little more. Uh, what? and that is the fact that Capcom cup is right around the corner. Woohoo. And I would like to explore something real quick. I'm going to go into this screen so I can set this up. Um, this isn't that up. this isn't necessarily Detective Elon, even though it's kind of a little bit of it. Uh, but I want to point I'm, something out. I'm going to count it as Detective Elon. Okay. All right. Let's let's go do the deep dive. All right. Uh, there we are. Welcome to Twitter. Hi, Twitter. This is Yoshinori Ono's Twitter. Hi, Yoshinori Ono's Twitter. Let's scroll down just a little bit. Oh, what's this? I'm glad we're able to spend time together during CPT 2019 seasons. Thanks, winky face. 
Capcom Cup 2019 is right in front of us. I look forward to meet two world warriors at there. Okay. You uh, know what? Don't give him crap for that. His no, English good. is a hell of a lot better than my Japanese. Yeah, his so... English is a lot better than my English. Uh, but there's this little thing that says Capcom CU poster giveaway. Let's zoom in on that, shall we? Capcom Cup 2019 poster giveaway. One day only. The first 200 guests in the door on Saturday, 14th December, received this poster. Now, if you recall, at Evo, Capcom was giving out fans, like the Japanese fans. And after all the BS had happened, the unfortunate leak and all this other stuff, they had mentioned that there was a lot of hints in the fan. Right, they showed uh, a couple of uh, images of like uh, Honda's bath and Poison's whip was on there somewhere. So they are known for putting in a couple of things here and there on the things that they hand out. Now, does anything stri- does this poster strike anything weird for anybody? Steve, do you see anything weird with this poster? Um. Outside of Fong looking like he's melting. Well, Fong's always melting. He is, but he looks like he's like dipped in the the dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but now here, you guys can see my mouse. I'm gonna let's let's look over here. Look at this shit. Now, you know what? Let's zoom in. Hold up. Let's zoom in. Where is the? Whoops. Let's go over here. We're zooming in. All right. Let's look over here. What shadowy character? I can only assume this is Armika because of the hair, right? Armika or Buki, right? And then this is probably Zangief over here because that's like a Zangief leg, if I've ever seen one. But what I want to point out is, look at these two fighting over here on the roof. Now. This we can definitely probably call Zeku, right? Because Ninja, and he's. Got, I think like, that might str- be Vega. Vega. Oh, right. It is With Vega. You right? Yeah, the claw. But who, bitch? This is. Who this? That's not Blanca. That can't be Blanca. Blanca didn't have ears or like a thing that looks like a mask. Is it? Could that be uh, Akuma with the mane? No, I think Akuma's over here, right? Oh. There he is. Maybe Nikali? Nah. You know who this is? I'm going to show you guys a picture of who this is. There you go. Really? There you go. Really? We're, we're going there. There you go. Okay, now you're now you're starting to give me seizures. But you're thinking it's Sodom. Now, here's why I'm not right. It's because I already told you that it's going to be Seth. But I'm posting. I'm posing this. Uh, oh, people are saying it looks like Akuma. Akuma's over here. Body. Get better at sleuthing. Uh. Now. The reason why I'm wrong is because I told you it was going to be Seth. But 
I'm putting out this theory on there just in case my first theory is wrong. I'm option selecting. Okay? But anyway. So be on the lookout for whoever this is. Also, I wish I could read Japanese. Does anybody know what this says? If I got a cleaner shot at that poster, I could possibly... Because I have Google Translate. Okay. Well, Google Translate that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's going to take me a second. Here, you got to zoom in. Oh, come on, man. I just zoomed out. You asked me to zoom out. There. All right. I want it to English. I want to read Japanese camera. Wait, what are people saying? Moonlight Suzaku Daigo Battle. Daigo? Wait, so... Maybe Big Battle... uh, I don't know. Okay, then whatever that means, what's this one on the bottom left over here? Where it says V. So it's very something. Uh... Oh, Tournament Under the Moonlight. Okay. It it's not. I'm not having much success. Okay. With that one. Well, okay. Uh, it's the oh, it's the name of the stage. Uh, Moonlight Battle at the Castle. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You know who? You know who? Uh, <laughs> drug Daigo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh. But right. Uh. So it, that, it, it's got to be Street Fighter Five. Okay. Well, that kind of proves it. Because you know. His hair looks like the moon. Ow. See, it's Dang so it. right that you hurt yourself. I know. I bang my ankle on the chair. Yeah. Ow. See, so it's right. Anyway. Fuck. So there you go. I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was neat. I also think it's neat that they're offering that poster. That poster looks hella dope. Uh, I'm jealous I can't get one. Even though I don't really like posters anyway. Ow. You all right there? You broke your ankle? Use that reality yeah, stone. Make it better. It's just going to sting a little bit for a while. Okay. Well, cool. Um, But uh, with that said, cool-ass poster. Looking forward to it and looking forward to figuring out uh, when set's coming out, which is probably uh, February 14th, was it, the date that Champion Edition is coming out? Anyway, there's one more thing I want to talk about before we leave, and we have 10 minutes to do it. Uh, Tekken World Tour Finals is the exact same weekend as Capcom. World Tour Finals, Capcom Pro Tour Finals. No? No. Oh, it's one week before. Yeah, it's this weekend is NEC. And then it's next weekend. Next weekend is Tekken World Tour. Yes. Then the week after. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so. Reality Stone. Yes. Uh, Steve just changed it. I swear I was right before. Uh, (laughs) uh, So Tekken World Tour is in two weeks, and it's taking place on the 7th and the 8th, right? That's tuesday uh well thursday is the fifth so yeah so seventh and the eighth friday saturday now something interesting got pointed out to me and i think it's very significant hey google when was tekken released december 9th 1994 Mm. so that means that the day after the Tekken World Tour Finals 
it'll be Tekken's 25th anniversary. Mm. Now, do you think they're going to celebrate that? It's I think so. Why wouldn't they? Like, do you remember twenty uh, Street Fighter's twenty fifth anniversary? They they celebrated the whole year. They did. Yeah, and we was it this? Oh no, the thirtieth anniversary is when we got the collection. Uh yeah. Tw- the twenty fifth anniversary was the year that they had all those. Tr- that was like a mini Capcom, Capcom Pro Tour. Yeah. Uh, was that? Uh, yeah. Did they have like the Battle of the Legends or something? Whatever that was called. They may have. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, I think that's a very significant date. And with the history of the game, I think it would be. It's hard to not think that they won't do something. I like how I'm using all these double double negatives today. It's hard to think that they won't do something. Right. Because like in 25 years, that's a that's a quarter of a fucking century, dude. That's century quarter of a fucking century it's fucked up in a good way like they're, How they're... Could it be fucked up in a good way man like i don't know i don't even remember 1994 i was there but i don't remember it i was 10 yeah i was i was 10 how old am i now yeah <laughs> I was three. I, I, I'm frightened how long you had to think about that. Dude, I don't know, like, how old I am. It's crazy. That's weird. But uh, that's a conversation for me and my therapist. That doesn't exist. Uh, but, yeah, like, that's longer than, like, that's longer than uh, the Capcom Pro Tour champion of 2015 has been alive. Or, I'm sorry, 2016. Which is that's, still that's longer than... I'm... How old is Shadow Tony Z? He's 19 or 20, I think. Yeah, so it's older than the person who won Red Bull Finals for that game. It's like... Uh, anyway, anyway. What I'm getting at is... they. So it's, the, it's almost the same thing as that Capcom did, right? Where Capcom announced Champion Edition at the Last Chance Qualifiers. Tekken announced the feature that they were going to put in the game for season three before the finals. So what the fuck are they going to announce at their finals? Well, there's still, there's still two more characters. Yeah. One of them's probably going to be, so here's the thing. Here's what's really funny. Uh, something else to note. Tekken is currently undergoing a collaborative event with, KOF All-Stars, the mobile game. Right? You see everybody fucking tweeting about it. People are playing it. There's a whole fucking thing going on with it. My thought was... My my knee-jerk reaction was, Ah, Terry Bogart. It's coming to Tekken. But I, I mean, forgot that Geese was already there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is that law that, that uh, Terry has to be in every single fighting game. Yeah. It's international law. I mean... I'm still waiting for uh, Terry Bovine to show up in Them's Fighting Herd. Yeah. Uh, so people are saying that te- uh, Tekken releases every four years. Remember how Harada said that he was very happy with Tekken 7? Especially with the way the Tekken World Tour is going. And the fact that they just updated Tekken to a Season 3. 
I think it'd be a very silly idea to announce a Tekken 8, but I've been wrong before. Well, I mean, and I don't think the next game would be Tekken 8. No. I think we would either get uh, Tekken Tag 3 or, you know, if we're, if we're going crazy, Tekken Cross Street Fighter. I don't think either of those are going to happen this I, year. So I don't think Tekken Cross Street Fighter is going to happen. Here's why. My mind, with this collaborative effort with SNK, SNK versus Tekken. It's like CVS, but TVS. <laughs> or SVT. I don't know. So, uh, so, so remember, we've still got... Wait a second. What if it's all three? What if it's like CVS, but it's like CT, CVTVS? Oh, God. That would just be ridiculous no one would everyone would be happy and then it comes out and no one would be happy yeah and you can choose <laughs> you can choose if you're <laughs> you can choose between three grooves you can choose uh snk groove you can choose street fighter groove or you can choose tekken groove where you actually play a 3d character and everyone else is 2d <laughs> <laughs> that's basically tekken 7 though yeah Damn, um, could you imagine? Like, oh, I only play, <laughs> I only play a Tekken character because I can sidestep fireballs. Nobody else can. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think we're gonna find out who the last two characters are. One of them is gonna be, uh, at the same time as Leroy. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because it's two char- It's Leroy, another character in the feature. So I think that's going to be sure? soon. I thought so. That's what the image said. All right. So, yeah. We have three minutes. I can fact check this real quick. All right. You're going to hear some boops. Uh, Yeah. Let's fact check this real quick. I'll put the link in chat real quick. Oh, there we go. We're back. Uh, You're going to be seeing Steve turn into a lot of things real quick. Hi, Google. Um, I also want to mention, I, I, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but this weekend is the... Um, final event for the Mortal Kombat 11 Pro Competition. Right there. So yeah, Leroy character and feature. Whoops. Oh no. That what? second. Uh, open image in new tab. There we go. Uh. So that so it's Savina by herself. Oh okay. Yeah, moves. I see. Man, the way they like organize this like kind of fucks me up. Yeah. It's confusing as hell. But uh, so I do expect to see those last two. Uh, characters revealed. So. Yeah. Um. Well. So who could that last character be then? Let's take it into a fact that it's Tekken's twenty fifth anniversary. I still. I. You know what? I really think it's going to be a crossover character. I know they talked about not doing crossover character. I it's just something tells me it's going to be a crossover character. Yeah. Well, we know who it's not going to be. Snake. It's probably not. Uh, but. Dude, I, I, you know what would be kind of sick? Is if Gon made a comeback. Gon from Tekken 3. Hell yeah. Blue knows God. what I'm talking about. That'd be sick. God. Um, hey, Google. Uh, who was the 25th <laughs> character released in Tekken? Uh, it just gave Google's me a trailer. Yeah, it just took me yeah. to do a trailer of Season 3. All right. So. Oh, it is seven thirty. It is seven thirty. Um, it's seven twenty nine. Okay. Could you pull up that image real quick of the standings? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, this weekend, if you check out uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven at NEC, 
Uh, you're going to watch the fight for the final few spots. Uh, eight of the 12 players who qualify via the global standings have already locked up their spots. Uh, those first three, those three and nine, 10 and 11 are in very, very strong position. Uh, it would take a lot. Uh, Scars 200 points clear of the uh, cut line right now. So combat would have to make top four in order for it. Uh, scar to have a chance of getting knocked out but that fight for the final spot is going could be very interesting uh samij and combat within 60 points of each other so that's uh that's making top eight if one of those you know video games yo i don't know if he's going because the uh player list when i last checked had not been uh published but because of that big gap between uh, Samij and the next few places uh, it's going to be you're going to see you're going to have to see these guys make you know top two top three top four in order to have a shot so it's going to be everything on the line this weekend dang oh and this is oh yeah and this is at NEC Shit. yes that's crazy so dang uh, so you remember def- oh go ahead and finish your thought I'm sorry I was just going to say definitely check them out and definitely check out all they're coming up. Yeah, you remember right you remember when uh, Summer Jam was going to have Tekken cabinets and then somebody forgot so they didn't have Tekken cabinets? <laughs> that was a couple years ago. I forgot if it was if, if they forgot or they got jacked. No, I think they got stuck in chipping or something and they didn't arrive. It was something like that. I, I, I remember them not being there, but I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was uh, more nefarious than someone just forgetting. No, uh, I, I think it might have been just straight up like a shipping error. Uh, but what you're talking about is somebody, I think, broke into Markman's car after an event and took uh, the Yeah, board. That, that separate separate issue. Yeah. Uh, but with all that said, we made it, Steve. 730. Right. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we found Whew. topics. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, Ultra Chin is going to come on and they're going to be way more prepared than we ever um, were today. But with that said, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoy this like more off the cuff version of the show. Did, didn't you? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, um, thanks for I'm using probably... that reality stone to make us that's, do well. That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, next week we're going to. Review the Tekken World Tour Finals. I don't know what we're going to do for that exactly, but... yeah. Oh, man, that's coming up. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be fucking big, man. It's it's going to be And nuts. it's going to be in Bangkok, Thailand. Have we ever had, like, a big event in Bangkok, Thailand? Or in Thailand um, in general? FGC, not like a world championship event. Yeah. At least FGC-wise. Yeah, I feel like all the world championships are either in Japan, uh, in... Or the U.S. Yeah, or the U.S., yeah. It's either, like, L.A., Vegas, or Japan. Yeah. And where was it? Like, Oh, yeah, it was in Amsterdam last year. So, shout-outs to fucking Tekken. Hell, yeah. Get that shit all over the fucking world. Next year in South Africa. Or maybe Ghana. I don't know. Dude, maybe Pakistan. Maybe legitimately I, Pakistan. And it's going to have to be Pakistan, because they're going to be, like, the top eight. <laughs> it's all Pakistan. Or Peru. <laughs> Or, or Peru. Or Peru. There, there, oh, man. Did Abaldo Maestro qualify? He, yeah, he's in. Okay, cool. So, All right. All right. Let's, we, we're so 
set on killing time that we're now killing time for no reason. Go watch Ultra Chen. Uh, we're going to raid him, so everybody click that raid button. Uh, tell him we said hello. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Hopefully, we'll have uh, John back and all that stuff. So, thanks. Go follow Love Steve Ace King. Officer, uh, I, it, Steve Gase King, Officer Jerk on the Twitter. And, yeah. Okay. Bye. Good night, Canada. I forgot to hit the button. Here it goes. Hit the button. I'm going to hit the button. Hit it. There it goes. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Oh, wait. Now we have to sit here while everybody clicks the raid button. I'm not ending the show until we get 80 people raiding. So everybody click that fucking raid button. I'm holding you. I'm, I'm holding Steve hostage right now. Oh, no. Oh, wait, um, why is it going down? Don't fucking leave. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> God damn it. All right, Are we're we sending still live? Yeah, we're still live. I'm just... <laughs> do it. Just do it. I, I want freedom. Can we Can we do 62? Yeah! yeah 62. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit the raid button. Bye. <laughs> oh, we got 63 at the very...